Hey, Gary. Yes? Hey, do you want to do a podcast with me where we explore core topics? Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. Hey, and let's call it Queer Nundrum. Oh my God, yes. Awesome. Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to this very special episode of Queer Nundrum. I am your host, Gary Fabulous Thorne Jr. And you're hearing me because the sexiest fuck, Holly, is busy tonight getting her play ready that she's directing. So we all want to let Holly know to break a leg and we hope that it's going to be amazing and I wish we could see it. And she will be talking about that more on her next podcast that we do next week. And so the person who I have covering for her this week is my personal sexiest fuck, Dean Borland, who is my husband. Dean, we'd like to say hello. Hi. How's it going out there in podcast land? So what we're going to be doing this episode is you're going to be learning a little bit more about us because we are about to celebrate 20 years of marriage. Yes, we are that old. (laughs) I am 55, and Dean is officially now at the age where he could do early retirement. He is 63. Yes. I always have to look at him when I say that because he's actually the one who remembers the numbers. When, as we get older, he'll re- he's actually reminded me what my age is because I don't ever remember. He's the one who, he's got the dates down. He's a good date person. I don't remember that shit at all. So, because um, I'm just that much better. Well, he is, and he puts up with a lot of shit from me, so I got to give him that one. <laughs> so... What we're going to be doing here, like I said, we're going to be talking about how we first met, all that kind of stuff. So we will start off with how we first met. I was going to have Dean start telling the story, and this is where I will come in and and tell him what he said wrong. Okay, so it's all on me now, huh? Well, like in most things, honey. So I I get to get the story wrong first. Well, yeah, and then we'll go from there. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let's go back to the 80s, you know, back when there was parachute pants and, and uh, you know, lots of neon colors and everything was tacky. I met Gary doing professional theater in a small uh, professional theater in Spokane, Washington, uh, known as uh, Spokane Interplayers. Um, they're no longer in existence, but they did stick around for quite some time. Anyways, that was my first professional theater gig when I had just graduated from college. And uh, it was going along pretty good. My second year there, in walked this guy who had been hired to do the props and the furniture for the plays and to be the assistant stage manager, I believe assistant stage manager, also to run the lights and the sound. So basically, the cheap-ass fuckers at this theater decided to take three full-time jobs and roll it into one part-time job, and that was the love of my life, Gary Thorne. Now, 
he sort of showed up out of the blue. I had no idea that uh, the per person who had his position had been replaced, but there he was. And he was just so friendly and so nice. And I remember that day, and then we got to know each other a little bit. And we talked. And, and um, so I decided a little later after he had left that I needed to go out and get some lunch. And just down the block from this theater was this cheap Mexican restaurant. Um, it was kind of like a cheap fast food Mexican restaurant, sort of along the lines of Taco Bell, but much better, um, called Senor Froggies. And uh, I walked in to get my, my tacos, and there was Gary at the counter. And I went, whoa, Gary, cool. And we chatted for a little while longer, and uh, I ate my tacos, and we kind of got to know each other a little bit when we were working, but uh, the job... I, I have to stop right here. Oh. He's already got it a little wrong. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. unless my memory is wrong, which usually my memory is better at this kind of stuff. This is 1989, folks. Yeah, 1989. So back when I was, my God, 22-ish. Yep, you were so young. And Dean was 28. Somewhere 29-ish. Yeah. Somewhere there. Fuck, so many years ago. So I remember having the interview with Joan and Bob, who are just, they were trolls. I know about their love, but I, I, Joan is one of the most fake people I've ever met in my life. Um, I, but anyway, I digress. They were the ones who ran the theater. So yeah, they, they hired me, and I went back to Senior Froggy, where I was working. You got that right. And was telling him, hey, I'm, I got this job. I won't be working any longer. I've been getting, I'm going to be going to work at Interplayers. And then I get, uh, I turn around, and there's this guy who's, he's, he's right up to the right. There's this guy who's there standing there. And he literally, first thing he says to me is, Gary, I want to introduce myself. My name is Dean. I'm sorry I interrupted your, your interview, which he did. In the middle of the interview, they were having... He literally put down the, because he was the set designer, carpenter. He did everything. He did like seven jobs that everybody was supposed to be doing. And he put it down right in the middle of the interview we're having and started talking to Joan about what was wrong with how the set was and why he needed to switch around with it. And they go, okay, we'll go ahead and do what you need to do. And they talked for some minutes and he left. So then, um, from what I understood later finding out is, is that Joan or Bob, one of the two of them, told Dean, oh, yeah, that's Gary. He's going to be the new person, who, whoever I was replacing okay. and doing all that stuff. And, he, and so he comes down there to Senior Froggy, which is, again, keep this in mind, it's like a half a block away. It's not that far. And says to me, Gary, I am so sorry, Roger, in the middle of your interview. I want to introduce myself. My name is Dean Borland. I am the tech director at Interplayers, and I'm very excited to be working for you. We're working with you. I don't remember him ordering anything. He could have. I don't remember that part of it. But I do remember how sweet this was. And there's this guy who, uh, he was already bald, basically. He's a sexy bald man. You know, <laughs> so I love this. But bald, but he had a little rat's tail in the back that had a little, little ponytail thing that he had at, at, at the back of his back that I thought, well, okay, he's trying to keep his youth because the point I, it, to me 20 29 i thought he was so fucking old <laughs> i was just like i couldn't believe you know that you know he was this doing this so i had to say that part okay well everything else was good and we could be you know it's, you you probably have a more accurate recollection of it than i do because you know that sounds it sounds about right so yeah 
But I, but I remember Gary really being there a lot, working really, really hard. And um, he was there morning and night. Seriously, he was there during the day trying to get all the properties and furnishings for the set together. And then he was there in the evenings, in the afternoons, in the evenings, uh, doing assistant stage manager chores, basically, with rehearsals. And then in the evenings to late at night, running lights and sound for the actual uh, performances of the play. And getting the motherfucking props and furnishings ready that yes, nobody exactly. ever felt right about. Folks, I have to say, I dealt with this one fucking actor who to this day I, I would kill if I had to work with again. And I hate I think he has died of AIDS. He's passed away, yeah, unfortunately. He, um, he kept saying that the paper I was getting him didn't feel right for his character. I wanted to shove that stuff up his ass so bad. But anyway, what this means is that what happened is when we, we all met at this point is that we were both, quote unquote, straight. Yes. He was married, actually had a daughter at that point. Yeah. You had, you had a daughter at that point. Um, I was theoretically dating the woman who I eventually married briefly kind of thing. And so, but we were both straight. So we met, he was this older guy, didn't think much about him. Um, I thought, oh, what a cute guy. You know, one of the things, if I was gay, I might think about going out with him. But of course, I wasn't gay, so I didn't do anything about it. Yeah. So then, nothing. We went out. Then I worked there for a whole six months. Felt like five years. I worked there six months. Interplayers killed my love of theater. I thought I would never do theater again. And I went off, and I always say I had a mini breakdown. And you, you quit, and I was, like, seriously disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, I was just gone. Literally, it was something I just said, no, I'm done. I, I can't do this shit anymore. I left, and then um, we met again. About 2000, I believe. That's not right, because Lily would have born. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. So, um, so this is about 11 years later, 10, 11 years later, something like that. So at this point... Um, we uh he was still married i was married for the second time by this point first time didn't work out so i thought well fuck i'll just have to do it again until i get it right with these women you know <laughs> um i was married and we we end up having our oldest daughters each became friends with each other unbeknownst to us we had no clue and then we found out through i found out from his daughter he said to me, Gary, do you know a, a man named Dean Borland explaining who he was and that he used to work at Interplayer? Like, oh, gosh, yeah, I remember Dean. And I think that kind of happened on your end, too, right? That, yeah. Uh, that, that, so, and so, oh, that's cool. And that was kind of it because we were both so fucking busy with work and life that we, you know, we lived like, oh, yeah. God, what, 100 yards away from yeah, each other? Serendipitously, we, we lived in the same apartment building we sort of didn't know each other had lived there no so, but we were living what 50 feet from each other I mean, so, yeah no nothing much and so we were we you know we would run to each other hey how's it going and that was it until they would have it we ended up both getting out again all the crap but uh dean and his wife separated I my now yeah my wife and i separated and then just by pure chance, well, we ran into each other. I mean, that was just, it wasn't even, and he needed somebody to talk to. I was ready to try to make some friends. It, that's all that was going on at this point. 
and we sort of came out to each other at that point that we're yes. both that we were both uh, gay, and it really led in a week or two to us being together. What didn't happen right away? Not quite right away, but I mean, yeah, it didn't take very long. Mm-hmm. And we, we went on a date or two, I think, something like that. I think so. I know that we um we it was started off basically what I always say, and it's the truth. We were just both fucking horny. Yeah. And so we wanted to we we were looking for somebody to get a good lay in, and that's it was amazing, an amazing lay. I right. Know. And then um, it kind of went on from there. We started wanting to spend time with each other because we liked each other, and we still like each other. That's I think the biggest thing I can say to people is that God, that adage which I hate, but marry your best friend. I this <laughs> this guy is my best friend, and it's uh, I'm not going to say it's always been easy, but I think that that just the fact that he and I do like each other and we love each other. I think I know that I love Dean more now than when we were first together, and um, and I, I'm still horny for him, which is great, you know. So we, you can't go too wrong with that. I know I really put it all down in a nutshell, but I didn't want to get a lot of the kid stuff involved. But you know, we don't need to. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to. You know, I we didn't ask our our daughters' permissions to yeah. put out their names or anything, so I don't want. To. Well, I mean, this is a story that if if you were to actually you know write it down in novel form, probably would be rejected by every publisher as completely unbelievable. I always say we were like one step away from being on a Jerry Springer episode. Yeah, there you, you know. Go. I mean, yeah. I thought we were just so close to that. That um, we had, you know, we, we we were just we were there. We loved each other. Um, what I do remember about um, then, once we finally, I remember being in a very pissed off mood one day, and Dean finally goes, "Gary, is there something wrong?" And I, I was just nothing. Uh, Okay, fine. Uh, Dean, I think I'm falling in love with you. And I was pissed because I didn't want that. I was just looking for having some good sex and <laughs> having a you know a good friend, but I didn't want anything more than that. And then, so I told him that, and that was kind of it for a little bit. And I know then there's a point where you said, okay, let's go out and eat at the Onion, at this restaurant in Spokane. And yeah. And I was like, oh, well, now can't we just get, you know, I'm tired. I want to go, no, I want to go. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'll let you say your part of that. So, well, when, when you, you said you loved me, we'd only been together very short time. Yeah. Um, it wasn't long. Pissed and, I, and I had just gotten out of my failed marriage. And my thought was that I, 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 I didn't want to get back into a relationship right away. Although I had very strong feelings for Gary, very, very strong feelings for Gary, but I wasn't willing to say the L word. And, and, and I told him that I said, I, you know, you have to understand, I'm just not ready for that yet. He, he understood, he persevered, he stuck around. He didn't say, well, if you can't say it, fuck it, you know? Um, but I remember at some point, and I, I don't remember exactly if it was an epiphany or just a slow oncoming feeling. At some point I felt that I did love him and I did and I do still. But I, when we went out to the restaurant, I remember, you know, we were sitting at a table and I confessed this to him that I loved him. And there was a couple over the table next to us who kind of heard us 
and they had a real disgusted look on their face, like, oh my God. Oh, see, I don't, I don't know. I didn't oh, know yeah, that. They, they had this, they, this, I remember this lady looking at her, just kind of wrinkling her nose up, squinting <laughs> her eyes, and it's like, yeah, fuck you, lady, you know, yeah. like, I think I'm, I'm having a good time. I'm confessing my love for this man. And, you know, and, and, and it was sort of, you know, we lived apart at the time. I had my apartment, and he had his apartment. And he decided to move to a bigger place. And he said, why don't you move in with me? Well, and so I was at that point living in the, uh, I was still living at, we were living in Somerset Meadows and I was still living there. Yeah. I ended up through a bunch of shit that happened. I ended up taking over the apartment that, that my wife, my, my ex-wife and I had together. I took over that apartment and I had, um, and by this point, Dean had moved out from, he wasn't living with his ex-wife anymore. And um, I had been getting some harassment from neighbors because it was fairly rednecky, white trashy area and they were very closed-minded. So I did get, I did get my fair share of harassment. So there's a point where I finally go, fuck it, I want to move out. Um, and I found a place to move out. But I do also want to say that when I told Dean about that I was falling in love with him, I had been away from my ex-wife almost a year by that point. So I was a little bit farther. Uh, my ex and I had separated a while before him and his ex-wife did. So I was much farther along in the process of just, you know, able to move on. So that's nothing. I want to make sure people didn't think I was just jumping from one relationship to another one, which I tend to be a serial monogamous anyway. I'm not good with going with a bunch of different people. So, um, but yeah, so then I, Finally realized I just needed to find a new place to live. And that led us to the infamous sharp duplex. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um which is great. Yeah. Which I like that place. I remember, didn't I move in first on my own? Yeah, and then you finally, yeah. So there's a point where we I moved in and there's a point where I finally did talk to Dean and go, Dean, you're here all the time. You know, he really was. He Which was true. I mean, he was spending some time in his apartment, but not much. And I finally go, this is just, you know, let's, I mean, the very least, let's pool our resources. I think that one of the things that's different with Dean and I, and if you disagree, tell, tell me this, is that those areas on that stuff, like not logic, but the, the financing part of it, I become much more logical, I think. The nuts and bolts. The nuts and bolts, there you go. Where Dean, that's the area where he's, you know, where that's where I get very clear vision. He gets very rose-colored glasses. Exactly. um, But we also make up for it in other areas where he's much more clear focused and I'm the one who gets all rosy imaged and stuff. So so eventually I said, you know, move in you know i think you kept your place for was it six months it's that whole time that's mm-hmm. blurred that yeah because yeah, i think they're you know you had to keep it i think you're this is kids back when they still would do a lease for six months so yeah. you know they don't do hell when i the first couple of apartments had i refused to get an apartment that didn't have a month-to-month lease so that's right. so that's how much things have changed where now it's like a year you have to i don't if there's any place out there anymore folks that has a lease that you can sign for six months other than like, you know, living at a, at one of the hotels has become a place to stay. I, I would love to know that because I don't think they exist anymore. I think they're all have to be at least a year lease. I think that's what they do. So we moved into this place on Sharp. We just, at that point, it was our first true home. 
That's Sharp Street. Yeah, Sharp Street. So, and uh, what was really nice there is that our neighbor, because we were still, we were still freaking out. This is still, I mean, we're talking time frame that it's wonderful how many things have come out that people were still at that point. Very, judgmental. Yeah, judgmental. And and um, we ended up finding out that our, the people that are attached with the duplex that we we're at, uh, that one of the people living there was gay and that his, it was him and his sister living there. And uh, that made life better almost yes. immediately. That was, we actually got to know them to a degree and we had some barbecues together and stuff like that. That was, that was, that was nice. And it, it, it made it a better place to be. And we would have all of our daughters would be there at different times. And um, it yes. was, it was, it was a nice, I, I really liked that place. Mm -hmm. And of course, during that time frame, I, you know, because we were still, Young and in love, we we fucked like bunnies. I don't think we, you know, that was I. I my gosh, I look back at that now, and I'm envious of that time. <laughs> yeah, time tends to wear on that, so you know. Um, but so what I thought we would do is, so you don't get bored with all this shit. That's just the basic synopsis of how we got together. I asked Dean to get some questions together, and I would get some questions together. And we would ask each other questions. And I do believe what we're going to do with these is that, so Dean will ask his questions first, I'll answer, but then he will answer that question back. And I will do the same thing with the questions I've asked. We will. So there's going to be, we've each got five questions, but it'll end up being 10 questions because we each, because we're going to. I think I only have four. No, you don't. I, I made one of them into a oh, you did? one. Yeah. Because oh, okay. if you look at it, it's two questions. It really is. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, did you want to read yours, Dean? I've got them right here. Okay, you can read them. So, um, these two, the very last one that I made two step, I know I made, I made, if you see here, this is really two different questions. Okay. All so right. do you see yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Um, yeah. All right. So go, so go ahead, Dean. Well, we'll start with that one, actually, because um, I think that's a good place to start. Uh, my question is, and this is the first part of it, what first attracted you to me? The very first thing is how kind you are. You're very. Was my ponytail? No. <laughs> no, but yeah, no. When I first met you, you're you're an attractive man, but I didn't, you know. But really, your kindness that when you when you came to Senior Froggy, you were just so kind, and to make sure to come and tell me, you know, you apologize, and that was you're so kind, and I thought that was just very sweet, but. Then it's just you're kind, and that's still one of my my favorite qualities of yours is you're kind. I do appreciate the fact that you've gotten better about letting your, you know, when you have concerns, letting me know about it. At first, that was always an issue, and it's gotten better. A little, I guess. Yeah, he still has to get better about that, but no, your kindness. That's you're just a very, very kind person. So, do you want me to answer? Yeah, you get to answer that same question then. Honey. Okay. <laughs> what, first, what first attracted me to you was you have to understand, Gary, that you you have a magnetic charisma that is almost impossible <laughs> to repel. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's like you are this 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 vortex of souls you suck them in and make them feel good he's one of the few people i know that can insult you to your face and you will feel good about it <laughs> let me tell you 
Um, and then you, you, you really can't experience it. I know Holly knows what I'm talking about. This happened to her and, and all of her close friends. But the, the man just, he just has this, this magnetic personality. And, and yes, he's kind, he's nice. Um, and he also stands his ground too. Yeah, like, he'll yeah. call you on your bullshit. I love that because I need to be called on my bullshit on a regular basis. So um, I would say the fact that you just are an attractive person. I mean, not just physically, but your heart, your mind, your soul, everything. So that's my answer to that. No, okay, stop it now. <laughs> okay. Um, I always say that he's very much the optimist of the relationship, and he thinks I'm a pessimist. I think I'm a realist. I think there's a huge difference. <laughs> All, right, <you're> right. <laughs> All right, your next question. Okay. At what point did you want to make it long term? You know what? Even that was, a, you know, because we saw these questions ahead of time, folks. And I'm still trying to figure that one out because when I still said I loved you, I wasn't thinking long term. And even at that point, you know, I loved you. And I mean, we by that point, we'd each been enough relationships. We knew that meant, I mean, you can love each other. And love, I've, I've loved plenty of people dearly, but I, at that point, I didn't believe that led to long term relationships. So um, for me, I think the time was when, with all the stuff going on, he ended up leaving inner players and took a job at Washington State University, which is about an hour and a half away from Spokane in Pullman, Washington. And he worked there for a year. Was it a full year? Yeah. A year where he was commuting back and forth. And he, he would come home, but he ended up getting an apartment at one point, so he'd spend part of the time in the apartment, part of the time at home. And I remember when once summer break was over, we had to go back to work, it getting too close that time again, he's talking about doing that again, I said, fuck it, I'm going to quit, and let's just move to Pullman. A town that, if you didn't know anything about Pullman, you'd think, I mean, it's just this, you, you think it's this podunk town. It's just, it's literally a college with a town around it, and that's really what it is. You don't find out once you get there that always got these secret cool places. No, it really is that town with a college around it. That's what it is. And um, But anyway, that's the time period where, I just I made that jump and said fuck it no I I want to be I want to be with you and um I want I knew it was going to be long term then and it's you know again we've had our challenges every once in a while since then but that was just basically it. When, once I decided it's like fuck it you know you just you go with it so and back to you on that okay um, <laughs> well I, I I have to echo that um, because I I was in the relationship it was a relationship it was a good relationship. But I had decided that I was going to, I had taken a job an hour and a half away from where we lived. And I had decided that I just couldn't make a three hour commute every day. And I was going to take an apartment and come home on the weekends. And Gary said, fuck that. I am going to quit my job and we're both moving down there. Now, at the time, I, 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 I had this notion that Gary was not one of these people that really dealt with change very well. And I wasn't, I wasn't a person. I want to make sure he understands I wasn't. A so I was, I, I, and I actually even tried to talk him out of that. Mm -hmm. um, so I was completely, but he was adamant. I mean, it's yeah. like, this is what I'm going to do. And you have to understand, Gary, when he makes up his mind, he's going to do something, that's it, it's done. Um, anyways, yeah. um, for him to take that 
leap of faith and and to to just say okay i'm going to leave everything that is familiar to me and follow this goofy asshole to a small town an hour and a half away that i know nothing about i don't have a job i don't have any prospects i got nothing and just just blindly follow me that was when i knew that okay yeah we're, we're in this for a while and you know i i guess i never really used the term long term in my mind even then but i knew it was going to be a while and well a while a while turned into long term turn, turning into a lifetime yeah so there's that's basically the same thing you said, just in a different way. Oh yeah, no, and that's kind of that is kind of our relationship from the big from the beginning, as we say the same thing just differently. Exactly. <laughs> and your okay. next question. Next question. Let's see. Let's start for something uh, a little easier, I think. Um, okay, we've gone on we've gone on, on a lot of vacations and getaways uh, over the years. What was your favorite? Okay, again, I had to relax to think about this one, but honestly, it's still the first one we took. Oh. The camping trip we took, uh, where we went to the hot springs, which are hot springs, where I can't remember the name of them, but Cougar Hot Springs. Cougar Hot Springs. And we weren't prepared well at all for this trip. <laughs> we, were, we didn't have the right food, we didn't have the right supplies, but it's just, damn it, we're going to go. And we did. And it was it was wonderful. It'd been the first time in a while I'd gotten away. I mean, in years I'd gotten away where it's just I was thinking about me and not about the kids or somebody else. I was just thinking about me and and Dean. And I I knew, boy, that really too, if you think about it, that I I knew this was a good guy when the drive to there was a long drive we spent the night in what, like five six seven hours i can't remember yeah, yeah it's and long um but we talked the entire time we just didn't stop talking but it was never like a forced thing and occasionally we were quiet but it, and that was a nice comfortable silence but that was just that was a wonderful time and i just sort of it was i i, I just I hate the term soulmate, but I kind of feel I found my soulmate. And if I look back, that's when I kind of knew it was then. Yeah. Um, and we've had some amazing vacations together. Uh, Cabo and Portland are the two that really, but that's still this where we went freaking camping and we spent one night in a, in a motel and the, and the woman who had us staying in a in, in a shared bed was very suspicious of us, and <laughs> and but it's still that's probably my my favorite. What about you, honey? Yeah, uh, well, same actually. Um, I because I, I remember we we took that it was a very long road trip. Yeah, from Spokane, Washington to Eugene, Oregon, um, actually out into the Cascades, where this this beautiful beautiful hot springs is uh, are. Um, but yeah, we talked the entire time on the road trip. But I remember one thing that really I remember very fondly was that we we told each other our favorite jokes. I think we must have spent like two or three hours just telling jokes to each other, and that was so fun. I forgot about you know? that. Yeah, I and and you know the the fact that we were 
rather unprepared for the trip. We had a tent, two sleeping bags, a cooler, some food, a um, few bucks in our pocket, you know. Um, nothing how we are now. Shit, we got some place now. We better have at least $1,000 ready for anything we right, do. Or... Right, you know, and, <laughs> and it, was, it was a bare bones trip in this little car. And it was the funnest time. Other fun times, just Cabo was just 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 amazing. Uh, I remember enjoying spending time with you in LA with Holly and Desiree. Too. Yeah, I just enjoyed that very very. Or much. the Seattle Pride. Oh, Seattle Pride. Yeah, yes. Man. Oh my God, that was probably one of my favorite weekends. Still, it doesn't trump the, that. No, that, that's just that. It. You know, experience. we had we had all these great times. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've ever had knock on wood a bad vacation because part of that is why would you have a bad vacation if the vacation yeah. no matter what you have to make it good then vacation i've never i don't think we've ever had a bad one but yeah easily that first trip to to eugene so okay there we are we're on to another question or do you want to I think we're um yeah okay um let's see if we were to renew our vows which is something i'd like to do sometime what what would you what would a ceremony look like in your mind and so, see, folks, this is where he and I are really going to diverge. I'm, I'm not the romantic one in this whole event. I, I understand that. So, um, I, I really don't know. It's one that I just, if I love that you want to renew our vows, it doesn't mean that much to me. I get why you want to. Um, if we renewed our vows, I still love the idea of, um, and that would be only if they were still willing to do it. But Mike and Debbie, my ex-parent-in-laws, um, had wanted to have our wedding in their backyard because uh, they kind of they kept me in the family and they adopted Dean. So I think I would love to have it there because that's where a lot of my family is located. So that's I think if I was going to pick a place, yeah. um, I honestly loved our first marriage. I thought it was a I I was fine with the romance of nuts and Totino's pizza. <laughs> okay. But I think it's who you want to. So. Yeah. And now we're going to hear this great version of what he wants, which is it's going to totally, you know, trump what I want. Well, see, our first wedding, I wanted it to have a bigger affair. I really did. But unfortunately, time finances, whatever, didn't work out. Kids' that, attitudes. Th that's okay. I mean, you know, it just, uh, you, you get what you get. I was just happy to get married to a man. I mean, and you have to understand that our, our 20th anniversary is coming up, but it's not our 20th wedding anniversary. It's the 20th anniversary of when we first got together. Now, we're coming, we just celebrated our, our ninth wedding anniversary, I believe. Yeah, yeah, ninth wedding anniversary. So we've only been legally married for nine years. But Anyways, I digress. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the, the idea of, of having a, 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 you know, a commitment ceremony or renewal of vows is, is something I want to do, you know, in front of friends, with friends, mm -hmm. and kind of try to, you know, recapture that wedding that I kind of wanted, but yeah. never happened. And, you know, where you want to wear the veil and everything. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the flowers, the garter belts, the whole nine fucking yards. Anything you know? for you, baby. All right. right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but <laughs> anyways, you know, I, I just see it being someplace pleasant, someplace nice. In my, my wildest dreams, I would invite all of my friends to some tropical island somewhere and put them up for a week 
and we'd have a commitment ceremony or, or a wedding renewal, wedding bow renewal ceremony and, and have a great time. But hey, you know, that's after I win the lottery. Or if any of our friends who are well off want to want to fit the bill for it, look, talk to us. You know, we're there for you too. You know, we're, we're, yeah. we have no pride. It's okay. But I'd rather do it around friends and family. So if it doesn't happen on Travel Island, I'd rather do it around friends and family. So. Okay, no, I, I think that's a very sweet thing. So I really, I think that's wonderful. Okay. Are you ready for our last question? Or yep, you go for it. Still going on that? Nope. Okay. Um, where do you see us both when we retire? See, you asked some really good questions, Dean, because I am so, I, and Dean will, I will plan the shit out of stuff, but there's certain things that just sort of go, whatever happens, happens. And that's one of them. In a, I, you know, I've thought about this. I really like the idea. It's not the most romantic thing, but I love the idea of like living in the Portland area. I, I would love us to be there or Eugene. Um, that's, Kind of like, I think that'd be perfect because we'd be close to friends and family, mm -hmm. but we'd still have to, plans would have to be made for them to visit us or for us to visit them. I, so that's kind of my, the perfect place to me. Mm -hmm. um, I like, I mean, I don't care where we live. I mean, I don't care if we're living in a, in a mansion or if we live in a, in a little, you know, camper trailer. I, that's, you know, that's what, what I would like. Mm -hmm. And what about you? Uh, about me? Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I guess I see us in having, having a home base. I, I, I really want to travel some more. I really do. I mean, I'd like to get an RV and, and just travel around because one of the most enjoyable things that we have done in our relationship is go places together and travel together and see new things and experience new people and, and the food of different places, you know, cultures in different places. And I, I, I just love doing that with you. Um, oh, and I would like that too. You know, uh, but I, yeah, it'd be nice to have a home base to come back to Portland, Oregon or Eugene, Oregon or someplace like that sounds ideal because they're places that I love, they're beautiful places. And there's a lot of a lot of activity, a lot of culture in both of those places. But you know, as, as far as you know, doing something you know in retirement, besides just traveling around, I I, I see I'd like, probably like to volunteer, do some volunteer work or something like that. You know? Yeah, I'm hoping that for that part of it, that I yeah. um, I'm actually able to. I'd love to get more back into like directing again. That'd yeah, yeah, that's um, back into like community theater. Yeah, yeah. Um, or I'm going to say that probably uh, the, if, you know, we could just have an RV and I know that Lacey, your niece, listens to our podcast. So, if, you know, if Lacey becomes a huge successful businesswoman and just wants to let us stay at her place and have our, our mail there and we could just take the RV and park there, we more than want to do that, Lacey. So oh, yeah, yeah, keep that in mind. You know, so wherever you end up being, you know, we can do that. <laughs> just, just keeping that in mind, something to think about. So, um so then my questions, uh, I had some really silly questions, but after hearing his, I had to try to, I had to step it up a little bit. No, I stepped it up. I, I think I stepped it up. Um, oh, okay. I already did. It was too late. I already said it. So um, the questions I have for you are, if you're able to do it all over again, what profession would you do? Oh, wow. Um, I've actually thought about that quite a bit. Um, I would like to become 
a museum curator, an art museum curator. Oh, you would do amazing at that. Because um, I love art. Um, and I, I've, I've studied art history and art quite a bit in my life. But uh, the idea that, you know, I could surround myself and immerse myself in this is, is just so wonderful. Um, it would require a lot of, uh, of education going back to school in my time and, and on my part. And I don't really feel up to doing that. But if I were to go back, that's probably what I would consider doing. Um, how about you, Gary? Oh, I, we kind of just answered it already, um, and it's all because of Dean. But I, I would, I would be a professional director. Not even that theater would be director. what I would. I would, theater, yeah, yeah. Not. I don't think I'd want to do. I don't think I'd want to do TV or or movies. But oh, I, I love. And he is really good at it, folks. My God, he's so good. He's one of the best directors I've ever worked with. Uh, never observed. I. I really enjoyed it, and it's because of Dean. He at one point said, you know, Gary, I think you should direct me. I don't think so. I wish I wanted, at one point, I had gone to school to become an actor. <laughs> and um, I think I'm an okay actor, but I am a really good director. Yeah, I, had I to, agree with that. I so. had to push you to do that. But yep. once, once, once you got into it, you went, oh, shit, I'm good at this. And you are. So. And let's be fair, I love telling people what to do and they have to listen to me. I love it because my kids never did. So yeah. this is great. You know, so yeah. um, but no, that would be that would be that. So what is your biggest regret? Not coming out sooner. Um, I mean, there is a point where I was pretty sure I was gay, you know, um, around 17, 18. I really didn't. I really fought it before then, but I was pretty sure I was gay around 17 or 18. I did come out briefly when I was 20. Um, and then uh, was so ashamed of being gay, I went back into the closet. That's how I ended up marrying a woman. This is also in the in the mid 80s too, when the AIDS crisis was <sighs> terrible time. Was terrible time for rampant. Um, but I, 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 my regret is not having come out you know, just completely been at comfortable, uh, been comfortable with who I actually was instead of hiding from it, running away from it and denying it. How about you, Gary? What's your- Actually the same, exact same thing, honey. Um, I always like to say, I've talked about this on the podcast before, I tried to fuck the gay out of me. I, I, I will never, yeah. I will never sleep, even if Dean and I, Tomorrow it ended and I was going off with other men. I would never have, I would never physically have to sleep with as many men as I did with women and married two of them. I was trying to fuck yeah. the gay out of me. And I knew since I was 15 or 16. So mm -hmm. that's by far my biggest regret. I will say that if that would have happened, I would not have gotten my daughter. I would not have probably met Dean because we would have gone different paths. So I will Definitely. say for those reasons, I'm glad that I waited, but that would be the thing that I would, that I would change also. And for me, I might likely be dead by now. So well, I'm pretty sure I would do too. Cause yeah. folks gotta understand that basically right as my sexual waking was happening, I watched the old show Phil Donahue. And I remember seeing an episode where they talked about the gay cancer. It wasn't even known as AIDS yet. Right. And that literally was killing gay men. They could travel with it. The only correlation they could see was that all the men who were dying were gay. Mm -hmm. And so it was that 
was enough to keep me in the closet for quite a while. That's a depressing note. Yeah. So, uh, what is your favorite activity to do with me? I think you already kind of answered that. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> I love to go places with you because we get to see new things together. You know, I, you know, I, I, I can remember the when we first took our like first real vacation together was um, at the end of my first year of teaching at WSU. I called you up and said, "Hey, there's some cheap." Tickets and a motel package to Las Vegas. Let's, oh, God, that's let's right. Go. <laughs> let's go. And it was cheap. It was really dirt cheap. And um, I remember we just sort of went, okay. And we flew to Las Vegas for, what, three days, something like that? Yeah. Four days. Four, four days. Four days. Because I remember because we yeah. realized three days was enough. And, and, <laughs> and I remember stepping off the plane into what felt like a blow dryer. Yeah. I mean, it, we, we flew from Spokane, Washington. It was freezing, snow on the ground. And we walk into sunny Las Vegas into 95 degrees, something like that. It was, yeah, pretty warm. Yeah, and this whole place just engulfs you. It just overwhelms you. And, and, and you know, that, 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 that was a wonderful time. So. I will say with that trip, it was also the first time that we got to truly experience where you could tell people knew we were a couple. Nobody even thought twice about it. You know, that was that was nice to be in that place where people oh, didn't yeah. care. Yeah. You, know, you could tell them. And that was, that was nice. You walk down the street holding hands, no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, mine is much more simple. Um, with that, I love one of my favorite memories of you, and I still love it to this day when it works out, is a sitting down on a Sunday morning, watching CBS Sunday morning and drinking coffee. Oh, I love that too. It's that's, just that's one of my favorite things I get to yeah. do with you. It, We're old people, okay? <laughs> that is something we've done from almost from yeah, the get go. That's true. That's true. And yeah. so it's something I've almost always had Sundays off, and Dean has too, or at least the mornings. And and so it I, that's just one of my special memories. I love being able to yeah. say I have coffee and watching CBS Sunday morning. Yeah, it, I know, and with, it's old people's shit. It's true, but who cares? Yeah. So then I have two more. I'm going to ask the silly one. Then I want to say the other one. So I think it will be a longer answer. So um, this is a big question. Hmm. If you had to choose for the rest of your life, you can only watch one. Would it be Star Wars or Star Trek? No question, Star Trek. And me too. This is why we have a happy relationship. I think he likes Star Wars stuff a lot more than I do. I, that's nice. But if I didn't ever see it again, I wouldn't care. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's fun. Um, Now, another question that in the Star Trek universe, what is your favorite show? Oh, um, I bet this is where we differ. This is going to be the part where we differ. Hmm. I really like the current one, Discovery. Oh, yeah, we're going to so differ. (laughs) (laughs) And for me, I... It's boy, it's Deep Space Nine. I I love that show, yeah. and it's and after that, right now Picard, which shocks me, this season of Picard has been amazing. But yeah. Deep Space Nine by far is my favorite. So the last question I have is, what do you think? Why do you think we've had a successful twenty year relationship? Boy, um, <laughs> because there's a lot of forgiveness. Um, a lot of, I don't know, 
growth and 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 understanding and 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 I hate to say it, but I've become very dependent on you. If you understand what I mean. I mean oh, and I get it. Yes, folks, he is very dependent on me. I am yeah. personally, I I'm a lone wolf, but he needs me. So what can I do? Now? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he could do without me, but I can't do without him. You know. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of a give and take, Gary. Yeah. I mean, you know. We've had our had had our had our moments where we haven't gotten along. We've had our moments when we pissed each other off. You know, God knows I've had a lot of moments where I've been, done things that you didn't like, but you've it's always gone both to, ways to, to forgive me, um, almost to a fault at point. So it goes that goes both ways. Yeah. So how about you? A lot of that's the same. I love the fact that you and I can still sit down and talk for three hours if we want to, but we mm -hmm. don't anymore. Half time, we just we we stare at the TV. We can sit in silence. But we can sit in silence. We don't. It's very comfortable silence. But we can talk for yeah. you know we can talk for hours together and about nothing if we want to. We're kind of the we, we've become the the gay Seinfeld couple where we can we could talk about nothing forever and we we totally enjoy it and we enjoy ourselves. We enjoy spending time with each other. In the end, I love, dearly love my friends, but there's nobody I'd rather spend time with than, than Dean. Really? Um, I will say what I do love about us, though, too, is the fact that from almost the get-go, but it's even gotten more so as we've gotten older, yes, we depend on each other, but we don't mind spending time away from each other and going doing our own things. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, I, I love that we're both mm -hmm. secure enough that we can do that. And I, again, I love that we can laugh. I mean, I think that that's, God, we've had some, we've had some humdinger fights. I'm not gonna, you know, we've, yeah. we've had some good ones and I know that we have pissed each other off at times, but. But, but you have to understand those, those are, those are few and far between. I mean, the, the good times far, oh, yeah. far outweigh the, 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 the petty fights and, and, and arguments that we've had. I mean, really. Oh, yeah. No, not even a close call. And I will also say that when we finally did get married, and this is something that very unromantic of me, is that we end up getting married more for a business transaction in the end. Yes, Dean wanted to get married. I wanted Taxes. to get married. But it was... And also, if you remember, honey, you needed insurance because you had lost your job. That's true. So we needed... That was we could actually do because Washington State was one of the only places at the time that we could do that. And so when we got our original domestic partnership, it was for that reason. And so I think it's it's a much better way to get married. And I, I God, I just stress to anybody out there, you know, you can love them great, but really, especially in this day and age, the reason to get married is, is it, if it financially makes it better for you in whatever way it is, that's really the reason to get married. Well, you remember that when we first got together, we really didn't feel compelled to get married. No. We both talked about it. We both said, well, I don't, you know, we'll, no. we'll be together. I don't see any reason to get married. Do you remember why we decided, fuck it, we want to get married no matter what? Do you remember what asshole made us want to get married? Oh, yeah, George Bush. Yep. Yeah, George W. Bush. Yep, George W. Bush. Because he was against gay marriage, and that said, well, fuck yeah. you. If you're going to take that away from us, of course we won't. He was instrumental in pushing through the Defense of Marriage Act yeah. in Congress, yeah. which fortunately has been repealed. But at that time, it was like, oh, fuck you, Georgie Borgian. Yeah. You know? I will say that Dean and I, I think some of the things that makes us have a successful relationship 
is that first of all, we both like Star Trek. I think that's a huge one. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's that our political leanings go the same direction. Mm-hmm. More and more, they go the same direction. Very much so. I think you need to have some of the basic same beliefs. I think we both have the same beliefs in family. Um, neither of us are particularly religious. That's been an ebb and flow with us sometimes. There's more of it. Neither of us are particularly religious. I think all those, those are the factors you have to have that... The base, I think you have to have a base that's kind of the same. Well, well it's, it's true. The longer you're together, the more you become alike. Yeah. Um, really, I mean, the longer we've been together, the more our, our beliefs uh, and, and, and the way we think tend to, be, tend to parallel each other fairly well. Mm-hmm. So I think those are all, I mean, so I think that's why we've had a successful relationship. I think that's why anybody will have a successful relationship you can love them you can want to fuck them all the time but unless you really like them and unless you have some of the basic beliefs you're you're not gonna have a you you won't have a successful relationship i've there's been several people in my past that i loved dearly but there was enough differences that it didn't matter love is love is a great flame but eventually it does start dying off if if you don't have other things to help keep it going yeah well i mean it's true to to having stuff in common as being a really good you know way to keep you know a relationship together yeah yeah um i think that's kind of it unless there was anything else you wanted to add about this game well thank you for letting me participate in this i was reluctant to do the podcast this week because Gary asked me to. But when he said that he wanted to talk about our relationship and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, in anticipation of our upcoming 20th, you know, together anniversary, I, I wanted to do this. I really do. And, and thank you for letting me be a part of it. And I love you. And here's another 20 years. I think I like that. Yeah. At least another 20. Now, um, this is... I've really enjoyed this time, Dean, and thank you for doing this, doing this with me. And it's it's been a it, this has been a nice experience. It's brought back some wonderful memories I had forgotten. Yeah. So that that's been me nice. Too. <laughs> um, uh, so again, listeners, I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Holly will be back with me next week, and we'll have another wonderful topic to discuss. Um, I just want to say, until then, be well. And be queer, you sweet-ass fuckers. Bye-bye. Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum. Connect with us on Facebook. Instagram. Twitter. At Quernundrum Podcast. And email us at Quernundrum at Quernundrum.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well. And be queer.